Hello, One Foot In listeners. I've been receiving some feedback that for HR Speaks, while it's a great initiative, it's tough to decipher what the HR said. We'll experiment by making it clearer for future anonymous episodes. But for this season, we promise them this level of ambiguity to our interviewees. So what we can do is to explain what they shared. Just drop us an email at onefootin at oneupmediapodcast.com. Email is on the description as well. And I'll share with you in more detail or answer any of your questions that you have on what they said. And once again, I'm so sorry about the aggressive voice alterations. Back to HR Speaks. Welcome to One Foot In. HR Speaks, where we canvas for anonymous guests working in HR and recruitment to understand their point of view when it comes to the hiring process. You could be an early-stage career seeker who has no idea what to do, but is still looking for frameworks or advice to become a better applicant. Or you already know what to do, but can't seem to get any callbacks. Whatever it is, we'll learn from the people who matter. Because, for the first time, HR will speak. But first, our partners. Assemble is a group of Telegram channels that focuses on bringing communities together with just a smartphone and the internet. If you're a student ready to get your hands dirty in your next internship or want to explore what else is out there, they can connect you to the right employers. Just follow them on Telegram at SG Internship. Link is in the description. Oh, by the way, if you're looking to advertise in any of their channels, we're working together and can produce for you both a Telegram shout-out and a podcast package. Just drop us an email at onefootin at oneupmediapodcast.com. Email is also in the description. Now back to One Foot In. In the previous episode of HR Speaks, episode 6 of season 3, we talked about HR's perspective when they receive a resume and why getting the right keywords are crucial in your application. In this episode, we've gathered four HRs working within the tech and consumer industry to provide their perspective on networking. Ah yes, networking, the holy grail of nepotism if it comes from your family, and perhaps an extrovert's weapon of choice for poor grades. Very often, we're told to master the skill of networking events, in fact, we interviewed an introvert, Cheryl, who obtained her first internship via a career networking event. I landed on my first internship with L'Oreal through a career fair they were holding in school. And I managed to speak to one of the employees there who was sharing me about how the program was like. And I was kind of influenced by their positivity and it kind of motivated me to kind of apply and try and see where it will take me to. Learning from Cheryl, we know that hitting every single career networking event in school can help us. What we had to find out then was what was HR's perspective coming into networking events to learn how to impress them and get the job. So we spoke to four HRs and asked them exactly that. Networking events is a type of employer branding. So employer branding, we're talking about our goals of being there is really to build awareness around the company and also for people to be interested and also to apply for the company. It's essentially in a way for us to put a human face for you 
um, to be interested in the company, right? Instead of seeing the company name, you think about this ambassador, you think about this employee, you think about this colleague, and it makes you feel a little bit more personal um, to the company and it attracts you to be more interested in the company. I think for HR really is mostly to build awareness. Lah. Um, the ROI is actually very low from networking events. I think network is uh, like pardon my uh, language, uh, but I think network is uh, I think to those who really value network, uh, maybe it might make sense. But to me, network is pointless in an entry-level role. Because every single application, I would have about a thousand people. Right? I would be spending more time clearing my application pool than to rely on my network to find that candidate. Well, I think events are a great way for HR uh, to build brand awareness of the company and to network with future employees. Wait. So HR's main objective isn't trying to find an applicant during networking events? Then why was I trying to make the recruiter laugh all those years ago? After I went through the four stages of grief, we took a step back and realized it made sense when the HR's shared their perspective of the entire selection process, which we go into detail with all four of them in episode 14. So keep your calendars booked four weeks from now. But they share that they receive tons of applications, which means that they would rather sieve out the resumes that they already have digitized in a pile versus the ones that they collect during the event. Think about it. You'll have to scan them if you were them and put them through the AI filtering process before you could use them. I wouldn't do it, so I'm guessing neither would you. But this doesn't explain to us why Cheryl got in via networking. So we asked Cheryl, what did she do? I think for me, because I was really keen on what the program really entails, because I think um, for, for this internship, it was a really long program that lasts for around six months. So, so I think I asked like, um, what kind of opportunities the interns really get to um, um, have a hand on and how the structure will be like for the interns. So I think that kind of um, um, kind of caught the uh, employees' um, attention. So I think that's how um, I might stood out, for example. But I think more importantly, it's about um, the desire to learn because I think one of the questions I asked was um, how, how is it, what kind of challenges um, L'Oreal will set, will pose to their interns? Because I think L'Oreal is quite known for giving autonomy and ownership to their interns, for example. It's about learning in these events. Learning things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to know via Googling. This tip was also shared by many of our interviewees in Season 1 and 2 when it comes to networking. For example, you could have read something negative about the company in Glassdoor, that maybe working hours are stretched. You could use the networking session to demystify your worries or gain new knowledge through the company. All this will eventually flow into your interview, which shows that you're prepared. This was actually echoed by some of the HRs. There was a student that I was talking to in one of the school career fairs, and you know, she really left the impression, right? She had um, a question around whether she should be applying for consumer markets, um, insights team, or you know, marketing team. 
And uh, you know, she genuinely wasn't very sure. She was asking the right questions. And you can really feel like this is a very human-to-human conversation. She wanted to get to know you better. She wanted to get to know the company better. She wanted to get to know the role better, your experiences and all that. And you can really see her practicing active listening. Relatively is if they're friendly and interesting attitude. So they generally ask questions about the organization, role, uh, and we can tell that they're genuinely interested. I remember students who do their research before speaking to me. So they can clearly state uh, what they're looking for, uh, the timeline of finding internship or their job. And I know that they are interested and they came prepared. That's the reality. I think someone who is polite and shows a strong desire to find out more about the role with no judgment. Better yet, when you can directly recall your experience with a recruiter. Some applicants make a mention that they network with us before uh, in their application. Uh, helps, it shows genuine interest. By the way, we've also asked them what are some negative experiences during their events with candidates. We've kept that at the end of the podcast. This covers everything when it comes to networking in events. But what about LinkedIn? Hi everyone, it's Greg here. Yes, I'm a living person. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but if One Foot In was any help to you, could you quickly give us a 5-star rating on Spotify? We'll add 10 seconds of awkward elevator music while waiting. Thanks so much! Awesome, you're the best. Now back to One Foot In. We've heard countless of stories when it comes to this platform. And very often, we feel that we have direct access to leaders or recruiters on the platform. So we begin DMing them aggressively. The question is at what point are we seen as hungry, desperate, or just plain pestering? The ones who are a little bit more pestering, or I think a little bit, not pestering is not really a good word for it, but I think a little bit more of, you know, that people would not accept is those. They're here to ask you about your application process, right? So a lot of people use LinkedIn to ask you, um, hey, how has my application been? I have submitted the application. Um, you know, and things like that, and I feel like those are not really the best way to go about it because um, there is a procedure to your application process. Unless your application got lost along the way somehow or the other, um, it is likely that we will get back to you through the professional and the right channel, and you know, this type of channels might not necessarily work. This one is very subjective, uh, and I would say that if you drop, or for, for me, uh, if you drop more messages despite not being replied to um, twice, I think uh, that's pestering. Because recruiters, right, there are a lot of inquiries to handle, uh, even for our current candidates in the pipeline, uh, and also for prospective candidates. So it's quite hard for you to kind of like DM your way through um, to us. Uh, second is if you reach out to a recruiter who already wrote that they're recruiting for team A, but you're asking for team B. Uh, I think at the minimum, just do your research and check accurately for the relevant recruiter. If you can't find right, you can ask politely to be referred to the correct position instead. Not everyone will answer you, but I, I, I personally do. Right? Uh, and we, you must understand that we all have our own priorities, right? There are teams that we need to hire for and our own KPIs to meet. So certainly we don't think of each applicant then as... Um, 
as super super special uh we are more driven by business it's usually those who kind of stand base and continually follow up uh, even though we don't find them a fit so maybe we had communicated to them before lah. Uh, it gets a little bit awkward to reject them over LinkedIn chat uh, since they don't really understand why they are not suitable, right? And they might take it to Glassdoor to complain. Um, I think that is generally pestering when we kind of like indicate to you that most likely you are not and not really like flat out reject you. I think you should kind of get a sensing. I think messaging me every day or expecting me to reply uh, as soon as they text. Right, uh, I know that it looks like a live chat. Uh, I know that it looks like I'm online. But imagine, you are one out of ten people at any one point in time when I receive that. So yeah, it's quite tough. So it looks like I've been pestering people all along. So if you don't want to be like me, how then can you use LinkedIn to your advantage? Everyone's always trying to make a connection, right? They actually look at your profile. They tell you, um, you know, I'm really interested in this and this. I want to learn about more of your experiences. Those are really good for networking. There is also a genuine, you know, authentic um, conversation around the topic. I think that's important, you know. Just treat it as if you're actually, at an actual event. You won't walk up to the person and say, hey, do you have a job available? You walk up to the person, get to know the person, talk about why you want the job and, you know, where you think the opportunities could lie. Um, and then go about uh, using that network opportunity, right? I think dropping a message uh, together with your connection request, that's one if you're connecting with me. Uh, and ideally, the message needs to be, like, needs to tell me who you are, right? Like, maybe we met in an event. Uh, second is, uh, and, and the perspective is because uh, we get a lot of connection requests, like, really a lot. And we don't understand uh, who's this random person, for example. I think those who shared that they had applied for the role um, on our job posting and share really a uh, clear interest in a short message. So as a recruiter, right, if we find you a fit, they'll naturally reply and contact you directly for the interview. Uh, so don't need to kind of like really push and follow up every single day. I think the best way to think of it is that uh, use LinkedIn like a dating app. Like they also won't like kind of spam all day right to a single person. So that is, uh, that is my, my suggestion. So start adding a couple of recruiters a day with a simple DM. And if you're feeling nervous on what to send, just send me a DM for practice. My LinkedIn is in the comments section below. I'll help to polish your DM. Then we can connect with recruiters, hopefully together. In the next episode, we'll touch more on what the entire application process is like for HR, where they'll review the average number of applications that they receive for each job posting. It will be out next month, episode 14. So follow us if you haven't already and you won't miss a thing. Thank you for staying all the way to the end. As promised, we'll share what made a negative experience for HR during a networking event. But first, our partners. With Career Tracks by Talent Tribe, Figure out which career path is right for you, how to break in and how to succeed in them. Whether you're starting out in your career, trying to get a career switch, or just looking to get better in the career path that you're on, you'll find practical advice, insider tips, and hear industry professionals share their personal career journeys. 
This includes product management, management consulting, data analytics, SEO, inside sales, and over 100 other career paths. Experience career tracks for yourself and learn more about their upcoming webinar. Link is in the description. Glens.com is a great website to connect you to your dream company. With over 1.5 million professionals connected to over 30,000 companies so far. If you are a business owner, Glintz also offers recruitment services and offshoring solutions. So go check out glintz.com, that is G-L-I-N-T-S dot com. Now back to One Foot In. I feel like sometimes I experience you know, these networking events, whether it's career fairs or, you know, just networking events. It's when people um, just want the job, you know. They talk a lot about themselves, they talk a lot about the job, but the questions don't actually come from a place of curiosity. The questions come from, I want to learn a job, I want to learn a job. I feel like those experiences become negative because um, the question that they ask a lot is really uh, not about the job itself, but around, you know, how do you screen, um, how can I, you know, how can I put myself more forward? Like, uh, is there anything we could do? Can you talk to a hiring manager? These type of conversations becomes quite negative because, I mean, I myself am a human, so when I'm talking and having these conversations with you, um, I would feel like you're not active listening much, right? You just solely are talking to me for the sake of leaving your name out there. Um, you are not actually curious about the role. Um, and, you know, or you're also really not curious about learning more about the company. Um, sometimes in these situations, maybe it's because the person is so passionate and they have already known it all, so they don't really know what else further they could ask, but, you know, it's always important, I feel like, to play um, a, an active listener during these conversations. People who appear to know everything and seem to disagree with everything that I'm saying, uh, I don't know why that there are those people, but sometimes, like, they just refute everything I have. Uh, maybe they're trying to be a devil's advocate to seem smart. Uh, but I think, while well, it's alright to disagree, uh, do not hog my time to disagree. Uh, because I can't speak to the people who I actually want to and actually want to listen to what I'm saying.